0: Are you being negatively impacted by situations that are out of your control? On this episode of Crucible, I'm going to give you tools on how to build resiliency physically, mentally, and spiritually. We all face challenges, crucibles in life, that make us or break us, and our health is often the biggest crucible we will face. This podcast is designed to help you achieve your health goals through simple, strategic, and proven methods. In every episode, we'll learn about how to overcome your health crucibles and live your best life. Hello, everybody. This is Mary Lee Aitkenhand coming to you live from my Dividend Studio. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't do that. It's there. Well, it doesn't matter. Let me start over. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. It's Mary Lee Aitkenhand coming to you live from my Dividend Studio here in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast, Crucible. And on today's episode of Crucible, I'll be talking about the top tools for resiliency with the following points. How to change physically, mentally, and spiritually by using these top tools of resiliency. And my information today is researched by Dr. A's Lifebook, yay, and MHANational.org. <laughs> Resiliency is basically a substance or an object that is able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, and being compressed. Maybe life has hit you and you can't stretch any further. Or maybe you've been compressed by a situation, compressed by your job, compressed by your family or friends, by your church, or just by negative thoughts that keep coming back and you just can't take it anymore. I felt like this about four weeks ago and I had a serious upper respiratory infection and I felt horrible. It was just um, an effort to get out of bed as well as to take a shower. (laughs) And um, I noted that as I was looking up quotes for this, J.R. Rawlings started, you know, she started her whole entire career when she basically hit rock bottom and on top of feeling bad physically, I felt horrible emotionally and mentally because I had really hit rock bottom, like J.R. Rawlings, um, in my therapy. And it's a, it was a great aha moment, but it was extremely painful. And I had to pick myself up and figure out, figure out, first of all, how to get out of that hole. And it started by getting better physically. And I'm gonna go through and talk about some of these benefits. But the best way out is always to go through, that's Robert Frost. And that's truly what I had to do with that therapy situation. So here are the top ways you can learn how to recoil or spring back into shape. And you can finally bend or stretch after being compressed with life that has been thrown your way. So how to build resilience physically. You need to get active. Do you have dusty tennis shoes or a gym membership that mostly exercises your wallet? Lots of us have proved that it can be tough to stick with exercising. Pump up your resolve by considering that exercise can prevent heart disease and high blood pressure, lower your risk for stroke, osteoporosis, colon cancer, and diabetes. Improve your sleep, increase your energy, decrease some kinds of pain, boost your immune system, and help with weight management. Exercise matters for your mood too. Millions of people have found that it decreases stress, anger, and tension, it reduces anxiety and depression, it offers a greater sense of well-being. And exercise boosts your mood by relieving pent up muscle tension, stimulating feel-good hormones, burning off that cortisol or the stress hormones, increasing blood flow to your brain. And lots of us would rather serve cookies than serve tennis balls, or would rather channel surf than maybe actually surf. But some tips can make exercising easier. For one, you don't have to join a glitzy gym. You can if you'd like to do workout in gyms. But if you don't, you can just join a class, maybe that's being offered at your YMCA. Um, I got into jazzercising, maybe you liked a Zumba, maybe it's something else, maybe it's salsa dancing but that can interest you and at least get you moving. You can also find that you can hit the track usually of your local high school and great way to walk, you know, run, train for that half marathon, whatever it is that you're interested in. So how much exercise do you really need? According to the American Health Association, you need at least 30 minutes of moderate aerobic activity five days a week plus strength strength training twice a week or at least 20 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity like jogging or challenging bike ride three days a week plus strength strength training two days a week or just i have friends that just turn on a video and they just do the hardest 10 minutes of that routine their ps90x or whatever i'm not sure that's totally great for your, you know, you need to stretch and, you know, (laughs) warm up. That's the reason they have the whole entire video, but that 10 minutes helps them just kind of get back in focus and get back to what they're able to, you know, think about and get, get doing. So if that helps you, then go for it. Make sure as well that you get enough sleep. Sleep may seem like a waste of time and you know, you, you could be answering your emails, doing dishes, repairing your deck, you know, decking the halls, whatever. But research shows that you're more likely to succeed at your tasks and enjoy greater well-being if you get some serious shut-eye. Of course, it's not easy to sleep when you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. My husband's doctor told him that the number one, the top five things that basically end your lifestyle or end your life um, prematurely are stress, the food you eat, sleep, <laughs> the lack of sleep, basically. He went into then, you know, your nutrition and um, and diabetes. He said, if you can control those five things, he's like you're going to live long. So getting enough sleep, I thought, wow, never thought of it quite in that in that aspect. Um, but it's not easy to sleep when you're feeling overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. In fact, two thirds of Americans say that they lose. Sleep because of stress. And I certainly did when I was working full time. I was always waking up at like 3 15 in the morning with either, you know, thoughts of, oh my gosh, I've got, I forgot, I've got to, you know, I've got to finish this. And, you know, I'm running through about 20,000 things in my head. And then I can never get back to sleep. And then off, you know, the alarm goes off and you get up at five and start to go shower. <laughs> so, but not getting enough sleep gives you a greater risk of depression and anxiety. Um, It increases your heart disease and cancer rates. Um, It impairs your memory. It reduces your immune system um, from functioning the way it's supposed to function. It also provides or can provide, I should say, weight gain. And you've got a greater likelihood of having accidents. So to assess your sleep deficit, ask yourself, am I often tired? Am I using caffeine to get through the day? That was me. (laughs) Do I sleep well? No. Um, Do I wake up feeling refreshed? Well, I do now, now that I've got my nutrition on point. Um, Do I get drowsy while driving or watching TV? Um, To sleep longer and better, you need to consider these suggestions. Set a regular bedtime. Your body craves that consistency. Plus, you're more likely to get enough sleep if you schedule rest like your other important tasks in your day. Decaffeinate yourself. Don't be drinking caffeine eight to 10 hours before you go to bed. So that may mean at noon, you're gonna you're not gonna have any more caffeinated beverages, but it works because by the time you get ready for your bedtime, you're tired and you are sleepy. And de-stress yourself. Relax yourself by taking a hot bath, meditating or envis- envisioning a soothing scene like being at the beach or something while lying in bed. Turn off your daytime worries by finishing any next day preparations an hour before bed. And they say in Dr. A's life book, turn off all your devices an hour before you go to bed and take that time to meditate. Um, Make your bed a sleep haven. If you're one of those people that works from home and you like to sit up in your bed and work on your laptop and do whatever it is that you're doing, oftentimes that can be a trigger then when you go to bed that, oh, you immediately think of the work that you haven't finished or the work that you need to get finished. So make your, you know, your bedroom just a sleep haven. And um, that will help you to obviously, you know, continue that habit of good sleep. So health, how healthy eating helps you build resiliency. You know, your mom was right. You've got to eat well to function well. And then just in case you didn't gobble up your mom's advice or wisdom, here are some useful tidbits. Good food and nutrition can boost your energy, lower the risk of developing certain diseases, provide fuel to your brain, counteract the impact of stress on your body, affect mood-related body chemicals. In an unhappy twist, good nutrition can help at times of stress, but that's exactly when lots of people tend to eat less well. According to a recent survey, nearly half of Americans overeat or eat unhealthy food to cope with stress. In fact, it's not just that we're seeking comfort food, our stress hormones actually give us the munchies. Still, if you follow some reasonable guidelines, you'll be able to reduce your stress and promote your overall health and well being. And that is why I was sick for like 11 weeks. Not only because I was fighting a major infection, but I was stressed, I was anxious, my nutrition was off, my sleep was off, my mindset was basically rock bottom and my overall health had literally tanked. The program that I coach allows you to lose weight and eat six times a day with 24 vitamins and minerals. It has reboosted my mood, my health, everything. I have gotten reset back to normal. I drink 64 ounces of water at least a day. And my husband and I eat a lean and green meal, which is five to seven ounces of lean protein and three four ounce servings of vegetables. You can lose 10 to 12 pounds a month if this is one of your stress factors. And this is always what people, when they call me, they want to do. They the first thing they say is I've got to lose weight because of, and then you get all the multiple things that they're struggling with. And it is really truly a horrible situation to, in, to be in, to be overweight, to know you're overweight, and to just be so utterly miserable with yourself. So if you're interested in losing weight, I lost 32 pounds in three months, kept it off for five years. My husband lost 40 pounds in three months. He's kept it off for the last five years as well. DM me at my Facebook, uh, Crucible Facebook page, And I'll be glad to share with you because it does make a huge difference in your whole entire life, your outlook, your emotions, your well being you know, mentally and physically. So how do you build resiliency mentally? First thing you need to do is be positive. It's likely that our species survived because of our knack for detecting danger, but our worry-filled thoughts can present dangers of their own. Thinking negatively can drag down our moods, our actions, and even our health. Do you see the glass half full, or do you see it half empty? Experts say it's worthwhile and possible to learn how to think more positively. Here's what researchers have found about the benefits of staying positive. People who were pessimistic had nearly 20% higher risk of dying over a 30-year period than those who were optimistic. People who kept track of their gratitude once a week which is what I try to do in my gratitude journal and they were more upbeat and had fewer physical complaints than other people people who obsessively repeated negative thoughts and behaviors were able to change their unhealthy patterns and their brain activity actually changed as well so here are some practical ways to stay positive foster optimism Trying to be optimistic doesn't mean ignoring the uglier sides of life. It just means focusing on the positive as much as possible as it gets easier with practice. If you want to pop up your optimism, you might write about a positive future. Rewrite the ending of your life. Rewrite your story. Oftentimes what we believe in our heads is not always accurate. Rewrite how you want your story to end in a positive way. Search for a silver lining in every situation you're in. Looking for the positive is in a negative situation, probably sounds sappy, but it can actually grow strength. To find your silver lining, ask yourself, how have I grown from this situation? Is life happening for me, which is an open set mindset, or am I in victimhood and life is happening to me? And that's a very close mindset. I would venture to say the majority of people I know are in that closed mindset of victimhood of one or another or many things are happening to them or not, you know, Um, and it's important to flip that around and think, okay, so I'm in a bad situation. How can this help me? How can I grow from this? Are your relationships growing stronger? Um, Are you developing new skills? You should constantly be trying to improve yourself. What am I proud proud about the way that I handled this situation? You may not be proud. And if so, then learn from that situation. And you may be proud. So, you know, count those small successes and those small wins. And practice that gratitude by noticing and appreciating the positive in our lives. You know, it does offer a mood boost. But to increase your gratefulness, you can... For instance, write a gratitude letter to someone that has greatly influenced your life. Um, I would always write thank you letters to my um, children and grandchildren even when they send me gifts. I try to make an effort to you know, let them know that it's appreciated, it's loved, and they are loved. Um, when I was in college, when I first started out teaching, I sent gratitude letters for sure. <laughs> To Dean Maxwell, my high school band director, and to Georgine Dears, my middle school, you know, um, band director, um, to Gary Bacon, my high school vocal director, and to Margaret Patterson, who was my piano teacher, because all four of those teachers probably had the most impact in my life in high school, as well as my coaches. And after being then in the, in the profession of trying to teach and control classrooms and learning classroom management and everything, yeah, I wrote those letters of gratitude with, <laughs> with a lot of humbleness and a humble pie <laughs> attitude. Um, keep a gratitude journal. That's a great way to keep track of the small things that make you smile um, and include terrific achievements, touching moments, or great relationships. And remind yourself to savor life. Yes, stop and smell the roses, literally and figuratively. Do whatever you can to soak in the lovelier aspects of your life. Share your good news. Studies of people's reactions to positive developments suggest that those who tell a friend about a happy event enjoy it even more. And avoid negative thinking. This is one that I'm still working on, probably will continually be working on. But if you want to feel positive, it pays to decrease the downers in your life. And with practice, you can resist worrisome thoughts and perhaps even transform your internal critic into more of a cheering squad. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, and he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs thirteen three. Avoid dwelling on those downers. Focusing on negatives isn't just unpleasant, it can make you less effective in taking, tackling tasks that you face. In a study of test takers, those who fixated on worrisome thoughts performed worse than those who were distracted from their worries. To stifle your obsessing, ask yourself, is this issue really worth your energy? Will this issue really matter in a year, for example? Will it even matter in a month? Will it even matter in a week? More than likely not. And more than like you're not gonna, you're gonna look back and you're not gonna even remember what it was that had you all riled up or whatever. So tell yourself to worry about it at a specific time later. That also works. Chances are that when you get to that time that you've designated, that you'll feel better about whatever it was that you were, you know, appointing the time to. <laughs> to can to worry about instead of just spinning your worry wheels try a concrete problem solving exercise that's always helpful or distract yourself go to a movie put on some music find something fun to do but change your unhealthy self-talk you may have been running negative messages in your head like a billboard you know for a long time or i should say like a ticker tape you know going through there But research research shows that you can learn to shift your thoughts and that over time, you can literally change your brain. So there is hope for those of us that still have negative thoughts. Consider trying techniques from cognitive behavioral therapy, which works in part by looking at how changing your thoughts can change your life. And some of those tips include, ask yourself if your negative thoughts are really true. More than likely, they're not. You tell yourself you're, for instance, a terrible mother, does that really actually make you be a terrible mother? No, you're just feeling in the moment at, you know, from whatever has happened. And that is so important to to test all of those thoughts in that same way, all those negative thoughts. Remember any achievements that that disprove your insecurity. If you think you're gonna flop at the office party, remember that other social occasions where you were outgoing and confident and you weren't a flop. So think of those positive situations and then give yourself that confidence to go into a new situation, knowing that you've already tackled something difficult. Imagine what you'd tell a friend if he was worrying in the same ways that you were. Would you tell your friend what you tell yourself? More than likely, never. So don't tell yourself those things. Don't tell your friends either, (laughs) but don't tell yourself those things and be aware of all or nothing thinking. I'm either going to, you know, I'm gonna do this every single time I'm gonna win or I'm gonna do 75 hard. And so I, you know, and I start out and I'm gonna do, you know, this huge workout and then, you know, and there's several parts to doing a 75 hard and then you, let, you make it three days and you don't do the last, you know, and then you have to start over. So you need to set those goals realistically and make that 75 hard something that's, you know, accessible for you in your life and it's either and don't make it all or nothing, you know find that compromise in the middle. Consider alternative explanations. If your boss hasn't responded to your proposal, it could be because there he is just busy and not because he doesn't like it. So don't read into situations and don't assume, of course ever. So how to build your resilience spiritually? take care of your spirit so eat your veggies get enough rest exercise those are clear suggestions but you may be thinking what in heaven's name does it mean to take care of your spirit the bible says in galatians 6 9 and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap and we will not give up that's karma right or the golden rule basically and treat others how you want to be treated so here's another quote from tim grover decide commit act succeed repeat that's from his book relentless for lots of people being spiritual means observing rituals studying texts and intending religious services well religiously but for others it's not about the traditional structures or notions of god You can think of spirituality as connecting to whatever you consider meaningful and holy. You can find it in God, in yourself, in other people, in nature, art, or kindness. Whatever you focus on, spirituality offers many possible benefits, including a better mood, less anxiety and depression, and even fewer aches and illnesses. Spirituality can provide a reassuring belief in a greater force or being. A sense of purpose and meaning. A focus on your own or universal wisdom. A way to understand suffering. A connection with others. A reminder of the good in the world. Consider some of the science on religion and spirituality. People who meditate have an increased activity in the feel-good area of their brain. And people with strong religious beliefs recovered faster from heart surgery than people that had a weaker faith. Isn't that crazy? People who didn't attend religious services died significantly younger than those who attended more than once a week. So find that spirituality. Why the connection between spirituality and your health? It seems that spirituality cuts the stress that so often triggers disease. So in closing, Use these top tools to build your your resiliency. So in closing, use these top tools to build your resiliency. Crave the results so intensely that the work is irrelevant, Tim Grover. Become a champion by using resiliency to slay your crucible. And come join me so you too can experience that fabulous health benefits by building your resilience. You can DM me at my Crucible podcast page on Facebook Facebook or cruciblechampions.com. Thank you, be blessed and
1: be resilient. This income testimonial is not representative of the average earnings that coaches achieve with OPTAVIA. Only a very small number of coaches will achieve income that is within the range of this testimonial. Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results only from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Please see the Optavia income disclosure statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. In a clinical study, the group on the optimal weight five-in-one plan lost 10 times more weight than the self-directed group. Average weight loss for clients on the optimal weight five-in-one plan is 12 pounds. References include Dr. A's Habits of Health Book by Wayne Scott Anderson. Your Life Book by Wayne Scott Anderson. The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jem Diethmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner-Klemp. Lifelong Transformation, One Healthy Habit at a Time. Optimal Weight, five-in-one plan. Optimal Weight, three-in-three three plan. Optivia: the four components of our system. Optivia Coach, The Habits of Health Transformational System, Your Life book by Dr.